With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Super Bowl 57, the Eagles had more first downs. They had more third down conversions. They ran more plays. They had more drives. They had more passing yards. They had more total yards. They won the time of possession battle. But in the end, Michael Lombardi, Kansas City had Patrick Mahomes. They had more points. Yeah. And they had Patrick Mahomes, the great equalizer, Uh, as we welcome you in. Welcome. It's great to be here, Patrick. Good to see you. It was a lovely Super Bowl. I thought the game was, I know Mahomes won the MVP, mm-hmm. but it was too easy for Mahomes. It, it was way too easy for What Patrick. do you mean by this? Tell me a hard throw he had to make in the game. Do you know those two plays at the end where, with the motion? Those were, Andy Reid mentioned they had only run those one other time this year. Right. But you know why they ran them. What? Why? They were playing the play. Andy knew they were going to play the play. They Andy knew the call. See, one of the things about football is when you attack the adjustments to the coverages, and you know the adjustments, and you know the hand signals. Mm-hmm. So when they brought Tony in, they, were going to, they thought he was going to run across the formation. They were going to cut it. So the guy on the other side was going to cover him. Okay. And so Slay, they signaled the cut. And then when he came back out, I mean, Kelsey was wide open too. And then they just repeated the play again. So instead of playing concepts and your defense, they were playing the play. You follow me? Yes, I do. They were playing the play. And so it really worked out. And so that's what happened in the game. And so they played the play, and it was wide open. And so Andy just attacked the adjustment to the defense with the call. It was really great. I mean, that's a great call. And and that's what he does in the red zone. He creates misdirection in the red zone. We're going right, but we're really coming left. And we want you to move around with it. And they couldn't, and they couldn't defend it. And then they just repeated the play from a different look. Once it worked so well, yeah, they, they went back to it. They probably said, "Okay, let's the next time we're down there, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run the same play, but we're going to do it with uh, from a different look." Yep. And so it was easy. Well, I should probably do this as a host. I should formally welcome you to the Lombardi Line. This is Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Super Bowl Fifty Seven was a thriller. We're going to unpack it over the next two hours. We've got Pritch joining us. We've got Thomas Gable from the book joining us. So we've got plenty to do. A 38-35 win clears the total, obviously, 50-51, wherever you closed as far as that number on the over-under. The Chiefs, a winner as a dog. Patrick Mahomes was a dog. He's the MVP. He doesn't throw for 200 yards. On the other side, Jalen Hurts 
was in Fuego. The fumble is always going to haunt him, but the rush yards, I thought your analysis of the game yesterday and leading up the two weeks was perfect. Uh, you and I did well with the props. We were just, you know, the game was, now, I don't know where you want to rank it, and then we'll start to unpack it. Did you think the game was thrilling? Did you think the game was really good? Where do you kind of put it on the Pantheon? I mean, look, I was in that Seattle Super Bowl with that distinctive play at the end, so I don't know if it could be better than that. Malcolm Butler jumping that pass can never you know, be beat. So I don't know if that could be beaten, but I, I thought it was a 28-3 is hard to beat, too. 28-3 is hard to beat, too, but the this was a Big 12 game. This was a Big 12 game. I mean, we should have played it in Lawrence, Kansas. I mean, it was a Big 12 game. It was <laughs> would have been better turf. It would have been better turf, and it was back and forth, and it was two defenses that really weren't very good. This is the second time a defensive coordinator, Patrick, who's going to give, who's going to get whooped in a Super Bowl. Matt Patricia, New England versus Philadelphia, yes. gets the Lions' job that's, after that that's game. That's correct. Rumor has it, reliably reported to me, that Gannon is going to get the Arizona job. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. That's reliably reported. And Michael reported yesterday, Steichen, right before it was announced, was going to get the Colts' job. Right. So now we're talking about, we're talking about this game where he gives up 4.67 points per possession, almost 7.1 points per play. I mean, this is historically bad how bad the defense was for the Eagles. Historically bad. Mm -hmm. and you can blame the turf, and you can blame Carl Cheffers, who's never allowed in Philadelphia again. But what I would like to start this segment off sure. with is Vic Fangio should call a press conference today in Miami and disclose that he had any involvement at all. Disown it. Dis like, look, look, I helped him out. I helped him out. Here are my notes, but they didn't follow any of my notes. We like, should probably throw the notes away. We should probably explain what you're talking about, and you were all over this. So Gannon, of course, the Eagles defensive coordinator, was using as an advisor, he was using Vic Fangio this season. All season, and then he signed a contract for the end, the end of the year, right? And so... And he was in Florida, and he's watching Eagle tape and sending suggestions down. But here, I think, is the key point, which you have to really understand. And this is part of I, – I should have done a better job of explaining this during the week. But when you are a zone team, mm -hmm. and I've said this before about Philadelphia, they can't play man-to-man. -man. For all the conversations, Slay's a shutdown corner, and we got to sign Bradbury back because he's a great corner, and Maddox in the slot. When you're a zone team and you try to play man-to-man – you have a hard time. When you're a man team to play zone, it's better. When you're a zone team and you try to go man, it's, it's not good. It looks okay. bad. Okay? okay. When you're a man to man team to play zone, you can get away with it. And that's what happened. They try to play man and they can't play man because they're not a man to man coverage secondary. So Gannon played soft. How many times have I said in the six games in 2021, when he faced good quarterbacks, the ball only hit the ground 36 times in those six games? You said it many times. I thought he would change. I thought the Fangio. So Fangio should hold a press conference today basically saying, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I just I disavow my connection to Gannon. That's it's interesting that you say he might get that Cardinals job because I wondered if that would that performance would preclude him last night. It I mean, didn't listen, stop the Lions from Chiefs, Hines Patricia. Uh, great point. Chiefs scored on every drive. It was, what, 24-11, outscored in the second half. The adjustments were made by the Chiefs, which they didn't do two years ago down in Tampa in the Super Bowl. And Gannon and I thought the Eagles were exposed in the second half. I mean, half, I wonder what Gannon did. Was he watching Rihanna at halftime? What did he do in there? Like, okay, I said this on my podcast. <laughs> if I were Jonathan Gannon, 
And Rihanna was wonderful. And, I, I enjoyed and, it. And very pregnant. I, I could understand if he thought he should watch Rihanna. I, I get it. I understand that. However, Me too. Me too. If, if I were Jonathan Gannon, I would have had a different game plan for the second half. I would have had that all the way through the week. So because of the extension of halftime, because halftime's so long, you have a chance to really regroup your guys. You know how Peyton Manning said halftime is grab a drink of water, yes. have an orange juice, get a peanut butter Not and at jelly. the Super Bowl. Not at the Super Bowl. It's forever, right? So you go in at halftime. Everybody relaxes. You go in. Okay, here's the looks we're going to give Andy this second half. Because you knew Andy was going to come out with something to do it. So go back to what I said to start the show. Tell me a throw that Mahomes made in the game that was a hard throw. I can't think of one. You can't think of one. I, I mean, genuinely the, the, can't think of one. The touchdown throw to Mahomes, the, 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 to Kelsey, the first great throw, easy throw. He's wide open. Kelsey put his hand up. They He's do that every day open, in practice. Right? No, the, that's in, not a, the that's in not cut a to Schuster throw. on third. I mean, wide open. I mean, my point here is Mahomes is great. He is great. But he didn't have to play great to win the game. That's how bad the Eagles defense was. Couldn't have been worse. That second half, it was almost embarrassing. And again, the Chiefs were down 10 at the break, and now they end. You're going to think I'm crazy. Um, but I will say this, and I and look, I think Mahomes is great. The Chiefs won the game outright. Is this a hot take on Mahomes being overrated? Or is this, no, what, no, is this, this is a hot take. This is going to be a hot take. We just saw Chuck Howley get into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. He was the MVP of a Super Bowl that from a losing team. Mm -hmm. the, the most valuable player on that field yesterday was Hurts. Without a doubt. With, I, I was going to say it, but I thought you'd get mad at me. No, so I was he was the off. most valuable player on that field. His team didn't win, but he was the most valuable. By far. But he was a leading rusher. He converted all those third downs. He, he threw the ball incredibly well. Three the best rushing I've touchdowns. ever seen him do it. He led the team in rushing. Miles Sanders was MIA, right? They couldn't run the ball. I mean, how many attempts did he have? He, I think 17. My goodness, he had he, he had 15 attempts, 70 yards, almost a five average, three touchdowns, a 28-yard long, 304 yards passing. Remember, Mahomes goes 182. That goes to your point. He really didn't do anything. He didn't stretch himself as far as difficult. The longest play was 22 yards. Hurst was dropping dimes, too. He th the throw to Those Goddard, Goddard throws were incredible. were incredible. Were I'm in right there with you. I mean, I, I'm not – I don't want to – Mahomes is great, right? Mahomes great. was playing on one leg. And the offensive line, really, if you want to give the MVP to anybody on the Chiefs, it should have been the five offensive linemen because they did a hell of a job. The Eagles had five quarterback hits for the entire game and no sacks. Now, the Eagles can blame the field. Okay, George Toma, add him to the list of people who can never come to Philadelphia. Again, Carl Cheffers is one. Mm -hmm. George Toma's going to be two, right? They're, Carl Cheffers will never do a game in Philadelphia for at least two more years. They'll never forgive him for the call. He can't even watch Rocky anymore. No, he can't. They'll never forgive him for the call in Philly. You can forget about that. He's, his face will be on every gate check coming into Philadelphia <laughs> airport. His face will be on every toll booth at the Walt Whitman Bridge. There's no chance he's getting into Philly. Well... We somehow got through the first segment. When we come back, we'll go to the end of the game and then come backwards. And, of course, the call is going to have to be discussed. Here's Patrick Mahomes, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, if there was any doubters left, there, there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win, I mean, that was a special performance. That I, I, don't, want to get I don't want it to get lost in, the, in the, the loss that they had. I mean, even in, whenever we got all the momentum in that game and, and we went up eight points in the fourth quarter for him to respond and move his team right down the football field and run it in himself for the two-point conversion, it was a special performance by him, man. And, um, I mean, it, you make sure you appreciate that when you look back on this game.
He's talking about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, an average no of eight. Doubt. You constantly talk about he completed over 70% of his passes. He had three rushing touchdowns, one touchdown through the air, no picks. Jalen Hurts was as good as you could possibly be. He was the most valuable player on that field last Yeah, night. he just can't win it because his team didn't win. I mean, it's not his fault that Jonathan Gannon's defense was Big 12 worthy. I mean, that he played a Big 12 defense. I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes. The scrambles were great. The scramble on the first drive of the second half, great. Scramble on the last drive, great. You know, he did the things he had to do to win the game. But to me, Hertz was spectacular. If you're Howie Roseman on that flight home, how did we lose that game when Hertz plays like this? I know he turned the ball over. I know the fumble killed him. I get that. But to me, if you're Jonathan Gannon and you're getting the head coach at Arizona, you got a lot of answering to do in that press conference. Somehow we just got through it without the call. What side is Michael Lombardi on? It seemed to be quite divisive on social media. We'll get to that. We'll have plenty. He mentioned Riri. We've got to break down the halftime performance. Yeah. And we start to discuss historically where the Chiefs start to fit in now. Reed, Mahomes, and the Chiefs. We continue. Day after Super Bowl 57, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, also the sponsor of the Lombardi line. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the app. It's newly reconfigured. Go in-game. Get that experience. Remember, if you're in Vegas, stop by any MGM property. Bring your state-issued ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older. It's 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. We got you back. Chiefs overcome the Eagles with a dominant second half, 38-35, a thriller in Super Bowl 57. We're live from Circus Sports and Resort here in downtown Las Vegas. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. It's been a hell of a week into mm. Super Bowl 57, and we conclude our little broadcast here in person. It's great to be with Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So a couple of notes. We started, and we're going to get to Sirianni. We're going to get to the Eagles. We're going to get to the call. There's so much to unpack here, Michael Lombardi. Let's go back to the Chiefs, though. 
And we're starting to get into rarefied air. Mahomes is the first player in NFL history to win multiple championships, multiple league MVPs within his first six seasons. So he's setting up to be an all-timer. We've discussed win or lose last night. That was going to be the case. Reed now has two. That puts him in a different pantheon. Let's talk about some of the decisions Reed made. And one, you said as soon as we went to break, oh, I want to discuss why he didn't go for two to go up nine instead of eight. Let's talk about that point in the game and your thought process. Well, I think a lot of the analytical community, of course, Will Hill, who runs multiple MV, multiple NBA teams, it was very. I got dis- text messages last night. Very disappointed. He hit a bet. Very disappointed. He wasn't consulted on how to put the sod in. That's another area. He's an expert. Agriculture. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how he does it all, but but you know, he said they should go for two. I disagree, and here's why: because if you kick that extra point, you're guaranteed to be up. you're not going to lose the game. You're not going to play from behind. They're going to have to convert a touchdown and a two-point play to just tie you, and then you have the ball. Correct. Okay? So the game is completely in your control. If you go for two and get it to nine, great. You're a two-score lead. Got it. Makes sense. But if you don't, you're a seven, and I think then Seriani goes for two. That was off the Patrick Mahomes Sky Moore to the left four yard touchdown. He kicks it to go up 35 27. He goes up eight, which is, I'm a, I don't have, well, he should go for two, go up nine. I think if he goes up eight there, he then makes his, he then makes your offense convert a two point play and a touchdown, which they did. But at least now he gets the ball back I and told, he's tied. I'm right there with you. He's tied. He's not behind. He's tied. If you don't, so there's two ways to think of it, right? If he doesn't get the two point, you know, and now Sirianni gets the ball, and he drives down the field. He goes for two, and the way that Hertz was running—I mean, that sh- that two-point play Hertz scored on should have been stopped. That was a beautiful. The way one he of the best could, plays the way of the he game. configured his body to get in. One of the he, best he, plays of the game. He was he was the MVP. I, I'm glad you said it at the onset. We we both agree. We thought Jalen Hurts was the MVP. You don't give it to the losing locker room. We get it. Uh, Mahomes ends up picking up the MVP. One other question I wanted to ask you about Reed, then we can kind of start to extrapolate a little bit here. Early on, Sirianni, we understand he's going to go for it on fourth down. He can, Customarily, he did. There was an early punt from Reed that was dissected, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you have a problem with Reed punting early in the game in that, that spot? Well, I had a problem with Reed on, I think if you said to Andy, after the game, and he's on the plane flying back to Kansas City. He hated his third and two call in the red zone. I think he hated that call. I think that's the one call in the game he wants back. Yep. Because then they missed the field goal. And that call wasn't a good call. I think he kind of thought he got into that bunch formation. He got it got it all tight yep. and then tried to throw it. And that's really not what he should have done. I think he regrets that call. There's no doubt. And then I thought his his middle eight management was a disaster. And once again, and then not only does he not manage the middle eight, he punts the ball down the middle of the field, and Covey has his best return of the season. It's true. Has the best return of the season. You know, so you know your special teams are bad. You punt it down the middle of the field. That hurts you. So that kills you there. And then I thought we would today on this show today, Patrick, I thought if the Chiefs lost that second quarter sequence – the third down call, the missed field goal, and the mismanagement of the middle eight would have been what we talked about the whole game, why Andy lost the game. Does his overwhelming creativity and adjustment at the half make up for the middle eight mismanagement and what we're discussing here as far as that third and goal call? Because what he did coming out of the break, he, he 
he put he patted your boy Gannon on the head and said, "I'll take it from here, Sonny." Yeah, well, he what he did was he got the ball. First of all, he they never didn't had have the ball. In he the never first had half. the ball. I mean, people said he did this amazing thing at halftime. I don't know what he did at halftime. I think he just kept looking at his list, saying he's playing that's, zone. That's a fair point. He's playing Big Twelve. I might as well run all my Big Twelve plays against his stupid zone. Uh, there's, I mean, like the play that would have drove me crazy if I were Jeff Lurie, Howie Roseman, when when the game's tied 35-35, and they run Pacheco. And I think Chauncey Gardner comes up and just levels him for a two-yard gain. The next play, okay, now you got him second and eight. Okay, Andy, who is a Canadian operator, he loves Canadian football, convert first downs on two downs, right? Yep. He throws it over to the flat to a wide-open Schuster in a zone because they're squeezing the inside route in the zone, and he throws it outside. And, like, that's too easy of a throw. It's too easy. Now, Mahomes is so good. He didn't try to force it inside. He threw it outside. That was the open was guy. Was that a good read by Mahomes? It was or a was great that just, read. I mean, okay. but it was but it's a simple read. It's a high school read. If, they, if they're you, squeezing it, so they just let him have that throw. Like I don't. I think Andy's great game plan was great. Don't get me wrong, but Gannon's inability to do things defensively. I said on Brent's show yesterday, you know, Gannon's not going to have Vic Fangio up in the booth. Somebody reminded me today that Vic was doing a lot of work during the season, helping the Eagles' offensive staff understand defense. Interesting. That's Interesting. What, that was his main focus, was trying to explain to the offensive staff how defenses attack you. Brilliant. Really smart, right? That's that's one of the things. Yeah, It's almost like having a counterintelligence agent. That's where Lee Harvey Oswald worked, by the way. Inside the own government. The game was classic and ended on a whimper. So we should talk about this, and we'll hear from... Um, a head coach there of the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni on the call. Okay, we're leading up to what could be an ultimately one of the more special endings to any Super Bowl we've ever seen, and we're at 57. We get a hold on Bradbury. To his credit, stood at the, at the locker room after the game and took accountability, said, I hold, I held Smith-Schuster. Of course, everybody knows what happens. McKinnon goes down. They ice the clock, kick the field goal. That's the winner. Eight seconds left. They kick it off to the Eagles. The Eagles are done unpack it do you have an issue in that spot with jeffers and his crew making the call the hold on bradbury well first of all bradbury said it was a hold okay he did and and bradbury you know so they're trying to run the they're trying to run the 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 pivot route which remember julian edelman in the super bowl where he catches the touchdown pass he runs in and he runs out it's kind of a version of what we call jerry rice scored a zillion touchdowns it's called colorado you run a slant but you break it back out yes. he was running a smack a snag route which is you go in like you're going to run across the formation and you pivot back out he grabbed him and, then and he, he grabbed his, him and he hooked his waist as well and, on right. the other side now i think this i think this if he would have not done that i think bradbury would have tackled him short of the first down I think Mahomes would have thrown him the ball right then. It was never oh, going to be a wheel route. Gotcha. It was. It only converted to a wheel because the play took so long. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only reason it converted to a wheel. He was never throwing the wheel route. He was throwing the smash out there in the flat. He would have gotten them and tackled them. So to me, I, I thought it was the right call. You got to call that. The guy pulled on the jersey. Now, if Mahomes would have thrown the ball to the right, let's say, if Mahomes would have opened up and thrown it to the right and they called that as defensive holding, I would have had a problem with that. Like that, the guy was never getting the ball, but he was the main target in the play. Impressive accountability. That's a real man there. That's M. Lombardi NFL talking about Bradbury taking accountability for his controversial penalty. Let's hear from Nick Sirianni on the call. It's not my job to, uh, you know, 
I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the it's not it's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's there's so many plays that contribute to the the end result of the game, and and, and today they were better than we were. Uh, I mean, he's right. Great there, bite. He's right. There's never one play. We the, the analytical community focuses on one play. The you know the the media focuses on one play, but it isn't when you're giving up. When you're giving up six, four points and change points per possession, when you're giving up 7.1 points per play, you want to blame one play? I mean, you want to blame one play? I, I think mean, we're looking for the perfect theater, and I think the theater was ripped from us in the last two minutes of the game. Michael, you had to make the call. It's like Smith-Schuster said, oh, yes, 100%, Bradbury's a good player, but at some point the call is going to be called. They didn't call holding the entire game. If you want to complain about something, complain that the they didn't call holding. They didn't call ho- offensive holding. How impossible is it to throw the ball as much as both teams throw it without one holding call in the game? You saw Mahomes. How about the punt return? I haven't seen the tape, but I promise you on the punt return, there was, if, if that punt return occurred during the regular season Tony's. game, yes, there would have been 18 flags. Scott Novak probably flew a flag from his living room. Do you? Do you want to stand on the counter and take a bow on the importance you said harped all week? Tony is going to be a big player in this game. Huge. Tony could have been the MVP. I mean, that, that play was huge. <laughs> Thomas Gable Borgata, he needed the Chiefs. He got him. He's next here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It's the betting splits we transition from football into remember. When you get the betting splits over at vsin.com, you get money and bets for every game. That's every sport. So it's always going to be minimized on your computer. It's very important to have. They're updated every 10 minutes, straight from DraftKings, today's games, future events. It's kind of it's a good starting base for your betting. Go to vcin.com. Remember to become a pro. It's vcin.com slash subscribe right now. Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. We're live from Circa. Of course, it's been a week in Phoenix over to Vegas here. The accommodations and amenities, Derek Stevens and the crew here at Circa. We must thank them. Just the best. If you want to come to Vegas and hang out with your friends, you can see behind us the book. Uh, Circa Sports is about as good as it gets. Now, if you're in Atlantic City and you want to Hang out at the best joint over there on the coast. It is the Borgata. The gentleman that runs the race and sports book is our partner, Thomas Gable, and he joins us now. And he's going to be in a good mood as we say, good morning, Thomas. You got the cover from the Chiefs. How are you feeling? Relieved. Relieved that that's Thomas, though. Are you tired? <laughs> no, we're... Yeah, I mean, it was a long, obviously a long day. I mean, I didn't leave here until after midnight last, last night, but... Um, before we get into the game, please couple observations. A couple observations. One, I didn't realize that Nick Sirianni was as patriotic as he was. I mean, that was really, really something. <clears throat> I, I, and I'm being serious. Like he, I, I didn't realize that. He got, emo- he got uh, emotional during Stapleton's yes. Star Spangled Banner. I, I, I think when you're in that venue and you're a little kid and you grow up, I mean, I know from my standpoint, when, when you grow up being in that on that stage in that game, I think it can be overwhelming. He, I really he, do. He, he got overwhelmed, TG. I do. I think it, you yeah. just it's like you're – 
like you're you know I'm this fat kid from New Jersey and here you are in this game that's just like bigger than than ever you kind of like all of a sudden you start counting all your blessings and part of the the reason you're able to do it is because we live in this great country where freedom reigns and so you know and you hear that song and you're like okay thank you no it was good it was good to see it really was it really was and uh Secondly, you guys are much more uh, historians of the game than, than I am. Do you recall any other Super Bowl? I can only think of one where the turf played such a big role yeah. in the narrative of the game. I mean, I remember a Super Bowl. I think it was played in Florida. I'm not sure which one it was. But Greg Norman's company provided the turf, and there was a big to-do about how bad it actually turned out to be for the game. But, um, I mean, the field – uh, obviously, the, the the slipperness of the field here was a, a big factor last night. I, I, you know, TG, I said this on my podcast, and I've said this on my show. Carl Cheffers will never do an Eagle game for at least two years in Philadelphia. He may do one on the road, but he's not welcomed in Philly because of the call. And poor George mm-hmm. Toma, he's never allowed to come to Philadelphia. There's no grass <laughs> that's ever going to be. The Hamilton, New Jersey is a, a, one of the areas they grow sod in New Jersey. And then there's another place out by uh, up towards the Delaware Memorial Bridge in South Jersey. Like George Toma's never going to be allowed to come in Philadelphia again. No. The, the Detroit no. Red Wings and Colorado Avalanche play on a stickier surface. That was uh, that was rough. I agree. Let's t- let's do now an observation for you from your perspective there uh, in Atlantic City, which is essentially Jersey. What's the vibe right now for Eagles fans, Thomas Gable, locally? Uh, definitely, uh, you know, obviously disappointment last night, um, sadness. But you know, I'll say this: it was a little bit different vibe than what I typically see from from Philly fans going into the game yesterday. They were very confident, and you don't always get that necessarily with with them. But they were very, very confident that it was going to be a big Eagles victory. Um, obviously, the place was packed with Eagles fans, mostly Eagles fans and backers. Uh, so it was a good result for us, you know, getting all that liability from the future book that we had on the Eagles uh, off the books was was great. I mean, that was the main thing uh, yesterday to be able to avoid that. So we, we came out with a good day. Um, what could have been a very bad day uh, had the results been uh, reversed there. But, I mean, listen, you have the, the penalty at the end there that was called. And, yes, it was a penalty. <clears throat> I, I realize that, you know, a lot of the Eagles fans are uh, upset that that was called. Um, but the bottom line was uh, that's that's what happened. And uh, just from maybe I'm not impartial, but I would think that I am. Uh, I felt, you know, calls earlier in the game were going the Eagles' way. So, uh, yeah, that was a big spot, obviously the biggest spot to have a penalty come in. But uh, So they're, they're a little despondent uh, today, I'm sure. You know, I think when they sit back and really, you know, the emotion of the day, the game, you don't really unpack the whole game. And when you unpack that game, I think they're going to have the same feeling the Patriots had when they lost to Philly in that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where they all said after the game, "How did we lose that game? We gained 500 yeah. yards, and we, yep. you know, and you had the one stupid turnover at the end of the game that cost us the game. We couldn't stop them. And this was a Big 12 game. Neither team had control of the game at any point. Nope. And neither team did. And as I said all week, I liked Philly in the game, but don't. But Philly needed a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter to win it. Because if they let Mahomes have the ball on the last drive, he was going to do it. And I thought Gannon, you know, Gannon, he better hope he gets the Arizona job because he's not getting any free drinks in Philly for the rest of his life. I can tell you that, Pat, uh, Thomas. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought the Eagles, when you look at the first half there, the Eagles dominated time of possession. Going up 10 at halftime could have been more, probably should have been more. Um, and then, obviously, you saw the adjustments there after halftime with that uh, the Chiefs made. I think the besides Jalen Hurts playing tremendously yesterday, um, the big thing that I think both teams need to point to, A, the Chiefs offensive line holding back this Philadelphia Good point. rush. That I mean, everybody made a huge deal out of this season that the Philadelphia pass rush had, and the Chiefs' uh, offensive line. Kudos to them because keeping Mahomes safe last night, and you know we talked about it yesterday. The liability we had on guys like Hassan Reddick to win MVP. Um, there, you know, that was the very quiet. Uh, Quiet ending there for that defense. And they blame the turf. I mean, Reddick said it was the worst turf he ever played on in a game. I mean, they I saw every time I saw Sweat trying to run the corner on Orlando Brown, he slipped and fell. He really couldn't mm-hmm. get gripping. I don't know if they used the wrong shoes. There's a great clip on NFL Films where Mike Bell's walking off the field in the New Orleans um, uh, Indianapolis Super Bowl that New Orleans won, and Sean Payton says, "Do you have the deep spikes on?" And Bell says no, and, and Sean Payton says figures. Like, he didn't listen. And gotcha. I think maybe they didn't put the deeper spikes on because they were not getting good traction, and I think that attributed to it. But, look, let's face it. Fletcher Cox, one tackle. You know, the only player on the front that showed up was Hargraves. Everybody else said yeah. that they had, they had five quarterback hits the whole day and no sacks. And if you're going to yep. play zone, you you got to have pressure. So that lends us back down to Gannon. When you saw at halftime you weren't getting pressure – why didn't you modify what you were doing? And I think that's the issue. That's To me, when they take time to reflect on this game, I think it all goes back to Gannon's conservative Big 12 zone concepts that cost them. TG, did you close one and a half, 51 and a half? We did. We did. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously some of the shops there in Vegas, you know, saw, Saturday night you saw some line movement out there where, where you guys are. Some books were going to one. Some were going even to pick. Um, that Kansas City money really just never materialized here over the weekend. It was uh, pretty steady Philadelphia money from Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we, we did take some Chiefs in-game wagers, uh, some bigger in-game stuff from the Chiefs. But, uh, you know, and, and second half, I mean, we lost both halves yesterday. It, so it wasn't like a, a, a banner day. Of, of a win for us. Um, we lost the first half market and the second half market. Um, so, but, you know, in the end, uh, it was just, it was nice to get that Philadelphia future liability off the books. Well, I got two, I got two words for you, Thomas Gable, that'll bring a smile to your face, even though you're tired college hoops. Yeah. That's one because my, my guy, Thomas Gable, nobody cares more or is better at capping college hoops, but maybe in a minute here, just give us an idea of how the book transitions. I mean, football season, let's be fair. It's everything to a sports book and to sports betters, but you know, it's yeah. becoming more prevalent for people to spread out their bets. So we transition now. Yeah, we do. And I mean, that's typically what you see, you know, people who have been so uh, into football for the last few months that that's really what they've been paying attention to. Now, suddenly they start to look at college basketball, especially in March is when you see that pick up. So you have betters who then suddenly become very invested into college basketball with really only a month left to go in the season. 
uh, kind of tough to do the transition that, but I mean, Hey, that's why you guys uh, have the network you do and can guide, can guide the betters and uh, have them make good decisions. Well, another successful, this is four straight seasons with the three of us, another successful season with you, Thomas Gable, and we appreciate all your efforts and the time you put into the show. So thank you very much. Thanks, TG. Congrats on a good decision yesterday. Thanks, TG. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you both. And uh, safe travels uh, getting home. Yep. Everybody says one of the best guys ever, Thomas Gable. Just a genuinely good person, and we appreciate him. We should give a shout. Two of our experts we have on are Felika and Samich. We're all over the Chiefs, so congrats to them. I heard from... Felica earlier in Samich yesterday. I heard from your boy Will Hill as he was hitting props left and yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, always when he hits them, you hear him. <laughs> and step into my office is next Super Bowl edition. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. I can't stop singing, You're Beautiful Like Diamonds in the Sky. Let's go, attention, BetMGM customers. If you have a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for both of you to enter and earn a $50 bonus. It's a refer a friend program over at BetMGM. Just sign into your BetMGM account. What you do is you click on, you'll see the little icon. You'll click on the icon for refer a friend. You send your friend a message. They sign up, they get 50, you get 50, everybody gets rich like Will Hill. All promotions are subject <laughs> to qualifications and eligibility requirements. 50, it's just you never hear from people when they don't hit the bet. No, Make sure you're no, 21 you years or did, older, no. 1-800-GAMBLER, promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. And I want to say that's just not specific to Will Hill. The amount of friends from Michigan and Charleston, South Carolina, that text I, me when I, I they hit their best, I don't care. I don't know what to say when you hit the Rihanna props. Like, uh, you're a great Rihanna picker? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, I could probably put five Springsteen songs together that I would think, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not a Springsteen picker. I don't know. I don't know how to handicap the Springsteen market or the Rihanna market or the, D, or the Adele market. I don't know. I want to ask you, we'll get to coming up in the next hour, I want to ask 
ask you about the halftime. Oh, we, we plenty more to do, but it's now time for step into my office. Great job here. Uh, Andy Reid, we'll start here. He's going to step into Michael Lombardi's office, and Michael Lombardi has plenty to say. Oh, the graphic has sound. Now, Elliot, you're killing it. Let's first hear from a guy that now has two Super Bowl champs. He's in a different spot as far as the echelon. Let's go roll it. Yeah, listen, I'm, I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, I, my, my heart, though, is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, I just go, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer is a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old. But um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. So. He's referring to the potential people talking about retirement. By the way, Terry Bradshaw said, waddle on up here. He was so awkward with Andy Reid on stage. What would you say to Andy Reid after winning a second Super Bowl? Look, I would say this. I would say, Andy, you know, one of the, one of the plaques or the things that Bill Parcell had in his office was the General MacArthur's Creed to Youth, which was really done by Sam Ullman, a poet. And it talked about when you lose your enthusiasm, when you lose, when you give in to age, and you lose your curiosity and you lose your motivation to hit the ground running every single day, chasing something that you love, you, you wilt away. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, Andy's not Andy, you're not gonna open up a cheeseburger stand somewhere. Right? You 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 love football. This is what Fo- he does. Football is what you do, you know, and so keep doing football. You know, take some time, decompress. Get away from it a little bit. I know, you know, he's got Brett Veach there, who he trusts as his general manager. Brett does a great job. Let him do his thing. You come in, refresh yourself, take three weeks off, and come back. One of the things that I would say to Andy is Bill Walsh regrets leaving the game. Bill Walsh regretted most of his career walking away from that Super Bowl team that beat Cincinnati in 87 Mm. because he felt like if I could have just taken two weeks to decompress, but I was too busy running the entire organization, I didn't have that time. But I think if he did that, that would be a more prudent way to behave. And Walsh regretted that. So I would remind Andy about Walsh's thoughts. I would remind him about Parcell's Creed to Youth by MacArthur that hanged in his office. And I would tell him to keep chasing it. You're young at heart, you know, and you still are enthusiastic. And the game is still part of the fabric of who you are. Why would you give it up? You're getting better at it as you go on. That's a good answer. Is that when Walsh then went to Stanford? No, then he stepped back. He went to NBC Sports to do football. He did commentary. He did the anal- analysis. And then eventually he got tired of that. And then, But he regretted it his whole life. I didn't know that. He regretted it his whole life. He felt like I gave up too soon when I just needed a week or two off to take some time. It grinds on you, you know. But Bill was more of an emotional, you know, everything had to be perfect for him. So Andy can kind of let things go. I mean, look, he just won a Super Bowl 37-34 in a Big 12 contest. I mean, you kind of can let things go. Most people would be, oh, my God, my defense is terrible. How are we going to win this game? There goes Andy Reid. Maybe Nick Sirianni feels a little differently. His second season as a head coach there with the Eagles, he made it to the Super Bowl. Heartbreaking loss for Sirianni. What would you, Michael Lombardi, say to Nick Sirianni? You know, Nick, I, I would enjoy this for about the fact that your team got to the Super Bowl, but immediately upon... Uh, after you send the coaches come back off the break, we got to move on to next year. We got to stop talking about the Super Bowl loss. We got to stop talking about the Super Bowl team, and we have to refocus on the next year's team because we all know that most Super Bowl losing teams suffer the next season. Mm-hmm. They have complacency, and you have a lot of free agents. So I would remind you, I would call Pat Riley on the phone and say, How do I handle the disease of me? Because all those guys are going to want to get paid for getting to the Super Bowl, not winning the Super Bowl. 
And it all starts with Jalen Hurts. We're going to have to sign Jalen Hurts, and we're going to have to continue to f- configure our football team around Jalen Hurts' strengths, which we know they are. And then defensively, I think it's going to be critical that you hire somebody with more aggressiveness, somebody who's willing to play a little bit more of an aggressive style of defense because you're going to score points and you're going to control the clock. But you're going to have to find a way to get the ball out. And when you have to play teams like Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, to win the whole thing, you should build your team around how do we stop them, not how do we win the NFC East. That's going to be the key thing you do this offseason. Forget about beating Dallas. Forget about beating Minnesota. Forget about beating the Giants. Worry and build your team around how do we beat Buffalo, how do we beat Kansas City, how do we beat Cincinnati, because those are probably the teams you're going to have to play. And just to reiterate with Sirianni, you understood the emotion. It just kind of become overwhelmed at the beginning there when the national anthem was playing. Yeah, I, I thought to me, look, I've been in that game. That game is the, the the emotion of that game is so big, right? You you grow up wanting to be in that game. You play in your backyard about making the great catch in a Super Bowl because you're an athlete. And then when you realize you're not an athlete anymore and you become an executive or a coach, those dreams don't go away. You still want to have those dreams. And when you're in that moment, you realize of all the people that just passed before you, your little league coaches, your high school coaches, your college, all the people that helped you get to the game, and you get this sense of pride. And the only reason you're able to be in this game is because we live in a country that is based on freedom. And it's based on the ability to walk off that anybody can achieve anything that they want because of where we live. And I think there's a sense of pride with that. I think that's well put. Okay, there goes Nick Sirianni out of Michael Lombardi's office. Incoming Patrick Mahomes, first player in NFL history to win multiple championships and league MVPs within his first six seasons. He's already an all-time great. What would you say to Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Patrick, look, you don't know this. Uh, You know this as well as anybody. The reason Tom Brady is the GOAT and you can chase the goat is because Tom Brady just dismisses anything that he wins. There's no mantles in his home. He doesn't have a place to reside, his Super Bowl trophies or his MVP trophies. I think you just got to continue to build on what you do and work harder and harder and harder. You set the tempo for the organization. You set the example for the organization. And the more you devote towards that and you let the winning get away from you, and remove it and start all over again, you'll continue to, to go down this road. Because, look, you face a tough challenge. You know this. Joe Burrow, you've lost to three times. He's coming. You could have lost to him four times. I mean, people in Cincinnati today are sitting there saying, we would have won the Super Bowl. They're saying we would have won the Super Bowl because Joe Burrow would have thrown for 400 yards Good against point. that team. right? And, and if it wasn't for the Sly Moore return that got you into field goal position, you did. And so get yourself healthy, get rest, but come back with the same devotion and dedication that you've basically lived your life. Somebody sent me a tweet last night. Can you imagine that Patrick Mahomes has won more Super Bowls than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and he lost 66-10 to to Iowa State? And still Cliff Kingsbury's going to get an OC job. Make it maybe get another head coaching job. Sixty-six to ten to and Iowa nobody, State. Nobody, Patrick riding, Mahomes was your quarterback. Nobody's riding the gravy train ever in the history of sport like Cliff Kingsbury. Anyway, thank you, Patrick Mahomes, for stepping into the office. We've got news and notes coming up. I just want to quick. Uh, now I feel bad. No, Will's tweeting. Will t- texted me. He was trying to help us out with the props. Will, we love you. We're having fun. Take it easy. Okay, work on the turf and the Lakers. Yeah, look, he's got to get back to the Lakers. He's traded all those twos. I mean, he's got all those twos he's traded. And look, he's going to get into baseball. Yep, it's a big it's a big season coming up for Will Hill. Uh, the one thing about Mahomes, as he kind of leaves your office here, he uh, he just never says anything incorrectly. The funny the part where you started with 
kind of the Brady comps. There is a lot of Brady there. He constantly deflects the attention. I thought what he said about Jalen Hurts was incredible. That was and great. it's well deserved. That I mean, was great. Really, I know they can't give the MVP to the losing team, but Jalen Hurts' play, and Mahomes watched it. He saw it. He knows. He knows. That kid was incredible. I never thought that Hurts could do what he did in that game. He made unbelievable throws. I still think he's going to get shoulder surgery at the end of the year. He was so good in the game. He was, was so shocking. good. He carried his team. And the one area that they were, we were all counting on, which would be disruptive. I mean, look, let's face it. The Chiefs only had the ball for 24 minutes in the entire game. Think about that. They only had the ball for 24 minutes. Hertz did exactly what he had to do to win the game, albeit the turnover, and yet they still lost. He's 24 years old. He was not overwhelmed by the moment. Played his best game of the year. There's, you will not find a better game he, out of he, him. That, 370 I, yards of their 400 and some yards came from him. One of those throws to Goddard was one of the great throws you're going to – he just – he's super talented. He really is. And the development from year one to two, uh, that a lot of it goes to Steichen, and that's probably part of the reason he's getting the job there with the Colts. But Sirianni gets credit as well. Developing a quarterback like that, that's why you look at an Anthony Richardson with all the tools and say, can somebody develop him? If he you works know? as hard as he does. I mean, that's And Hurts is a good worker, and his teammates love him. When we come back, speaking of head coaches, news and notes, NFL, we've got Pritch, a big hour to come here. Lombardi Line, Spiesen, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 